2: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown.
1: And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that? D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio 630 10. It's
0: 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back everybody. Bob Stafford, Rogers Place. Just a uh, transfer here. The uh, Oilers wrapping up practice. The Edmonton Oil Kings are going to hit the ice. Uh, Brad Lauer, who was originally scheduled for today's show, uh, will be on tomorrow with Brendan Escott. Uh, Brendan will have the show. He'll also have Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack and Louis DeBrosque I'll be on the bird uh, flying to uh, Winnipeg uh, for a preseason game. We'll tell you that Royal Pizza is celebrating 50 years in Edmonton. They're still making it great. On now through October, Royal Pizza offering the combo special, your choice of Greek or Caesar salad with garlic toast, two medium gourmet pizzas, and four anniversary cookies, all for just 50 bucks. Pick that up at any of their 14 Edmonton. Area location. Stoffer recommendation at Royal Pizza is the Mediterranean chicken. It is old school big boy pizza. All right. Why aren't we having Brad Lauer on the show today? Well, the Edmonton Oil Kings have made a trade, and uh, Kurt Hill is their general manager, and uh, you've added a uh, a kid that uh, has, uh, I'm going to go back to when Riley Keiser came to the Edmonton Oil Kings and helped him out during the 2013-14 season. Uh, and that trade happened halfway through the year, or no? They, they picked up Keyser in the off-season, and he was the glue guy on that team—a real important leader. They ended up winning the Memorial Cup, and then Riley went to the U of A and won a couple national championships there. He was their captain uh, the last couple of years. And where I'm going to go with this, Kurt Hill is. Um, I don't know if Ethan McAdoo has uh, similar attributes, might have a higher offensive ceiling than Riley, but by all reports, I've talked to people in Spokane, he's a pretty high-caliber kid. So uh, tell us uh, about the player you picked up and how the deal sort of came to fruition.
2: Yeah, no, I think uh, Ethan for sure. You talked about his leadership ability and his work ethic are are two of the things that makes him real attractive. Uh, you know, I think it's a it's a similar deal last year to the Andrew Fighting deal. When we made that one, bringing in a real character guy into the dressing room, um, a guy who's a who's obviously a leader. And uh, you know, one of the other things about MacKendoe is his playoff experience too. He's he's been in some of those runs with Spokane, and he's you know he's up near a point of game in his playoff career as well. So a guy that we think uh, you know. Th- the ability to get it done earlier, too, helps our group, where he can be with the group all year, whereas you talked about last year we brought him fighting fight halfway, and it did help, obviously, with our playoff run, but now we get this guy acclimatized to the to the room right away and uh, get him in here to, to learn the system. So you picked up uh, Sachuk Correct, yeah. Yeah, it's a 20 out of Tri-City, so he
0: played with uh, Kelly Buckberger last year for Bob Torrey's organization, and now uh, Manny Viveros, who used to be on the Oilers coaching staff last year, is in Spokane. Um McAdoo is it McAdoo McAdoo how do you pronounce the name Uh, McAdoo McAdoo all right so this is uh there used to be uh do you remember Bob McAdoo in the NBA probably not a little bit bit before your time (laughs) when he played for the Lakers they used to drop a two for McAdoo right that was sort of you'd hear it on in the in the old great western form back in the day but uh you you, so you've added a a a couple 20s they got to be able to you know, score and provide you some offense there. And given how deep you are on defense, and we'll get to that in a second. Was that part of the reason you just wanted to add a little bit more offense up front? Given that you, you know, you had three twenty-year-old forwards last year. Two of them were scores for you, uh, and you've got some young scoring, but you might need a little bit more established presence.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think with uh, Sawchuck, you know, he's a guy that scored in Tri Cities last year, McIndoo, and Macandrew, in his day, has scored in Spokane. So adding two guys that that bring you that element of being able to score and then also the leadership that both those guys bring. You know, they were... They were real big pieces of their teams in that U.S. division. They both were just on teams that had real strong 20-year-olds. And, you know, I think in Spokane today, I know, in talking with Scott Carter, their GM, and even some of the reports I've been getting from the training staff, it was a real tough day there when this guy's – he's played 283 games as a chief, so it's a tough day. When, uh, he's a local – he's from Camrose, too, and we we're right. a local guy. He's, he's really excited about coming to Edmonton. Yeah. Uh,
0: for the record, he's not played this year. Uh dealt with a little bit of a – did he have a surgery or an injury in the offseason?
2: Yeah, Yes, he, he had an offseason injury but he's uh, been skating for the last um, six weeks here, and uh, okay. we're expecting him to be in you know the next 10 days in the lineup. Okay.
0: Uh, speaking of being in the lineup, I thought I saw somewhere with the Rangers, Matthew Robertson. is. Are you getting him back here?
2: Yeah, he was sent back uh, today, so he's, his flight gets in later tonight, and, uh, yeah, so he should be good to go for the weekend. So you played uh, this past weekend
0: without Matthew Robertson or Jackson Alexander on defense, and those are if not well for sure Robertson's in your top 4 I would I would assert that Alexander if he's healthy is probably a top 4 defenseman in your league your defense gets a lot better when you get those two guys back in.
2: Yeah, they do and I I alluded to it to our th- the three younger guys that played this week and they did a fantastic job and you know those guys continue to have to, need to continue to develop and it gives Alexander a little bit more time to continue to get healthy and yeah, Robertson it's it gives you a pretty pretty solid and deep group back yeah. there, guys that all skate really well, move the puck well and all have experience in the league. Uh so you had 320s.
0: You've now you've acquired uh Macadoo from uh, the Spokane Chiefs. You had a twenty-year-old goaltender. That's always the obvious. If you made, it, how much time do you have? Can you carry three twenties? Uh, is there a drop-dead date where you have to be down to three twenty-year-olds?
2: Yeah, we could carry. Um You can carry more than three up until October 10th is the deadline where, um, you know, at that point uh, there's a 20-year-old waiver draft in the league for the players that haven't been claimed. And at that point they could, if nobody claims them in the Western League, they could potentially uh, be opened up to the O and the Q as well as we've seen in the past. So
0: Dylan Miskew is who we're talking about. He's the goaltender and he was pretty good for you last year, but you obviously got a lot of depth in that position in the organization. So TBA on that front? Yeah, TBA. It's uh, kind
2: of a work in progress here and
0: uh, we'll see where it goes. Okay, i got to ask you this. Dylan Gunther, uh, number one uh, pick in the WHL Draft a couple years ago. He's got, I think he's up to 10, uh, five points now in, in uh, ten games in major junior. Not bad since he played as a 15-year-old last year, got into eight games. He had a point this past weekend. Um, and then Matthew Savoy, uh, who's already played a couple games for the Winnipeg Ice now. Both Edmonton area and products. Is there something going on here? Are, are there some things being done with skills coaches in this region? Yeah. Uh, Because there seems to be, and don't get me wrong, Edmonton historically, Northern Alberta, has always produced a lot of players. I think at one time, per capita, Edmonton was second to... You know, a community in the Czech Republic per capita in terms of <laughs> developing players, but you had number one picks in back-to-back years in the WHL Bantam Draft out of you know basically the Edmonton surrounding region. So what does that say to what's going on with coaching and uh, and developmental coaches and all that kind of stuff?
2: Yeah, you know, it's they, they're doing a great job here in the city, and I think one of the biggest things is they're very progressive. Even the uh, you know there are academies here, which obviously they're they're doing what they're doing. They're coming in, and a lot of players are choosing that route. But even the minor hockey system here they've been really progressive and even the midget league going down to three teams this year and, and, you know, having, um, Having full-time coaches there and doing some of that stuff like that's a pretty progressive move for those for those groups. So I think here in Edmonton, there's not only a lot of strong programs and a lot of strong players, but they're just doing a great job with development. And I know a lot of our guys, local players too, work with a lot of skills coaches and skating coaches as you talked about in the summertime. So it just seems like uh, you know the entire minor hockey system here right now has has something working. And even when I look around the Western League and and the rosters, you know, every roster every day when I go into the buildings and different rinks and that, it seems like there's every team's got six or seven. And Edmonton guys, or guys from the region on their teams, it seems like it's, you know, throughout the league, probably the most producing the most guys in the Western League right now. Yeah, uh, Kurt Hill joining us, general manager of the Edmonton Kings. What's the plan
0: for Gunther? I mean, you've added another 20 up front. Uh, does he play consistently in the top nine? I, I would assume he's going to get power play time when he can shoot like that
2: yeah no it continues continues to play i think uh, right now obviously he's in our top nine and uh this guy uh the the new acquisitioner can't play for a little bit so he continues to get that opportunity and all of our guys do i mean at the same time there's older players there and Gunther's a first overall pick so he might it might be the situation where he takes somebody else's job that's one of those older players but at the same time, you know i don't think we, we don't really look at it as strictly as a top nine because our, our other line with Sepala, Lupin, and Horseman on the weekend. They were pretty good, and they they contributed for us too. So we think uh, with the way Brad coaches and playing all four lines, there's opportunities for us to have an extremely deep forward group that uh, all four lines can contribute. And But, yeah, as you mentioned, you saw on the weekend, he, Gunther did play on the power play, and he got a lot of good looks. Yeah, I was here, obviously, for the game on Sunday. Uh, the Edmonton Oil Kings are
0: in Calgary Friday night. Yep. And then Host Lethbridge here on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday for yeah. All right, there you have it. Uh, tickets available at OilKings.ca. Kurt Hill, the general manager of the Edmonton Oil Kings. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks, Bob. We will hook up with uh, Ian Herbers Who did your team beat him? I'm just trying to think. <laughs> you uh, keep reminding him of that, eh? Uh, oh yeah, well, <laughs> those two even strength shots really bad. So should we tell us? So, so 2013. What's uh, were we at Water, what, what school? Waterloo. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're playing at Waterloo. You're about to play the U of A. They're number one ranked in the country. And you guys are thinking what going into that game?
2: Well, first of all, I think in the OUA East, sixteen teams make the playoffs, and on our side of eight, we were number seven. Okay. So we had a hot goalie going into it. So uh, we knew we were up against a beast, but we figured if our goaltender was going to have one of those phenomenal nights again, we'll have a chance. And it just so happened that he did. And was that
0: Keaton Hartigan? Is that who that was? Keaton Hartigan. Oh there yeah. I just I remember uh, you know I was following it online over at uh, Rexall Place, and uh, and then I'm like. I don't recall him getting any even-strength shots. You got two. You scored twice in the power plate. They hit, like, four posts. You guys won 4-1. That must have been a, a heck of a, a victory for you. and bragging rights internally for maybe. It
2: was. Well, I'm, well, I'm from Winnipeg. Johnny Lazo hits the crossbar with, uh, there's a face-off with five seconds left. He hits the crossbar with, I think, a second left on the clock. So, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, they won the next two years with you. <laughs> they did.
0: And he got onto the NHL, and they're probably going to win again sometime in the next couple of years as well. Kurt, great stuff. Thanks for taking time to join us. Thanks, uh, just keep the headset on. for 15 seconds. We will uh, come back with Ian Herbert. Sorry, Ian, we had to relive that memory for you. This is Oilers Now.
1: Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630
0: Chad. All right, it's 147. Jack Michaels has just tweeted out Joel Persons has got a shoulder injury. He'll be out 7 to 10 days. Ethan Bear will play the next two games. Uh, opportunity knocks, some would say. Uh RNH, uh, that's a quote from Dave Tippett. Uh, RNH uh, would not on the ice today precautionary. Wasn't going to play tomorrow anyways. Uh and Drysettle will play center tomorrow perhaps with one or both of Nygaard and Irko. Uh We are going to bring in Ian Herbers, the Alberta Golden Bears coach. Ian, uh, Kurt Hill had to uh, let us scout into the building, but we just had Kurt, the GM of the Edmonton Oil Kings, they made a trade today. But we were having Kurt tell a story about how you guys lost to Waterloo in 2013 because Kurt was on that team. And uh, Kurt said, "You uh, just said, Johnny L- was it Johnny Lazo or Levko Koper that hit the goalpost at the end of the game? Uh, uh,
1: Johnny Lazo,
0: I yeah, think. Yeah, and you set up a – how bitter of a loss was that for your program? Because you guys outshot them ridiculously, like 41-17
1: or something. Well, if it wasn't for Kurt, they wouldn't have been where they were in that. He was an outstanding firm, so Uh. (laughs) – (laughs) uh no no we needed it it was part of the growing pains uh it made us so much better the next two years it was unbelievable uh, the focus the attention to details the execution uh the passion and desire that our group had those next two years uh and nothing was left to chance or hope or hitting a post or a bad call or a bad bounce Our, our guys took charge and went out and won the national titles
0: yeah, there you go, one of the next two years. Uh, you lost in the national championship last year. Uh, you won the Canada West Conference title. You had a 5-1 and one preseason. It, this this weekend is the opening of the regular season. Is that right, in Vancouver for you? Correct, correct. How are you feeling about things, and did you get any uh, any players back from NHL camps and that sort of thing?
1: Uh, Dawson Davidson just came back from Anaheim. He'll join us in practice today and, and come into UBC with us. Uh, the last weekend against Calgary, we didn't have Tyler Soy or Stephen Howrey playing. Both guys were dinged up. They'll be back for us this weekend as well. Uh, so we're close to being healthier and back to a normal lineup until uh, Butcher joins us at the end of October, beginning of November. Yeah, we should mention
0: just with Dawson Davidson. Uh, last year, he was the highest scoring defenseman in the Western League. He had seventy five points in sixty eight games playing for Colin Priestner and the uh, Saskatoon Blades. So that's a pretty big time recruit. Uh, obviously, a first pairing defenseman at your level. Tyler Soy was a forty six goal score with the uh, with Victoria Stephen. Howe. He had eighty eight points one year for the Medicine Hat Tigers. So there's some high end skill. Uh, you added a lot of players. Do you think you have a more skilled team than last year, Ian?
1: Uh, We're bigger. Um, I think we have a little bit more skill um i think we're quicker um and i really like our group and our chemistry right now our first four weeks that we've been on the ice here uh, you're always worried about bringing in that large of a group and is there going to be you know old guys new guys and certain clicks and everything else but our guys have meshed together immediately almost here and it's been a fantastic group to work with our practices have been night and day better than last year our execution our details have been good um our work ethic's been fantastic so very pleased where we are right now. A little blip last weekend against Calgary, but very confident going into this weekend and what we've done in the, this past month.
0: Yeah, you look on paper between the two teams, and, I mean, you've got way more high-end players out of Major Junior than Calgary. You got you split that series, lost at home. I know um, Brennan Burke had a bit of a tough start on Friday night where I was doing the Oilers game. I, I know a couple people that were at the game Saturday, and they said it was uh, up-tempo offensive hockey for those two teams between you guys and Calgary.
1: Well, uh, the one thing I liked about our weekend, our special teams were very good. Our power play ended up scoring seven goals that weekend. Yeah. Um, our penalty kill was very good. Uh, we did some very good things on it. for not working on it very much yet. Um, the only thing is five on five. We were just kind of average and kind of, I guess, the last weekend of preseason games. and. Not really one getting fully engaged and committed because don't want to get injured. Uh, but I really liked how our power play executed. and We looked at a lot of different looks and different combinations, and our guys read the plays nice and took advantage of what they could. Ian, I
0: got to ask you this: uh, just to switch focus, Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears hockey program. Again, they open up their regular season this weekend in Vancouver. You worked at Todd McClellan and Jay Woodcroft and Jim Johnson. Todd, obviously, now with the LA Kings. Uh, Jay Woodcroft. Never been in a head coach before and is now the head coach of uh, the Bakersfield Condors. Are you surprised how quickly he was able to turn around the fortunes of the AHL team last year?
1: Uh, no, obviously were a little bit different personnel down there. Uh, but Jay's a, a very good communicator, very good teacher. i uh, not happy with status quo. He's always looking at ways to challenge himself and challenge his team that he has. Um, so not surprised at all in that. So.
0: All right, and I asked Kurt this question. You know, uh, Dylan Gunther and Matthew Savoy, the last two w- WHL number one overall picks, both out of the Edmonton area, your whole team, probably 75 to 80% of your teams from, you know, central slash northern Alberta. Uh, and those are higher end guys coming out of major junior, really good 20 year olds. Uh, Kurt's saying a lot of the teams have five or six guys from Edmonton on them. Is there something that's happening here at the developmental level? that uh, we're we're having a real good run here in Edmonton area, kids uh, playing hockey?
1: Uh, I'm not too sure on that one, Bob. I haven't been out in the community enough, uh, around those organizations enough. Uh, But whatever parents or coaches or organizations are doing doing it for us, please, because it's helped our program out immensely. Um, And we're trying to get more involved with the community here and working with youth hockey. We're starting something up here with the KC program, and hopefully that takes off for us.
0: All right, great stuff. Uh, Good luck this weekend uh, against Vancouver, Ian, and we'll check in with you every couple of weeks, okay? Great. Thanks, Bob. You bet. That is Ian Herbers, the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. Now, today is a special day as we go to list day in Oilers history for New West travel. Join Oilers now on two great road trips to Chicago and Tampa Bay. Our New York trip in the first half of the year is sold out. We're going to see some people tonight at an event. Uh, they're going to have a great time for a week in New York City, taking a couple Oilers games and uh, I think a Jets-Dallas Cowboys game as well. The second half of the year, we'll have trips to Chicago and Tampa Bay, including a five-night Caribbean and cruise on that Tampa Bay trip. For reservations, call New West Travel or go online at newesttravel.com We need to send out a uh, special happy birthday to somebody and to tell us about that, a guy who had somebody else sent out a pretty special happy birthday to him about a week ago. But back in this day in 1963, what happened? Legendary member of the
2: Oilers family, dressing room attendant, Joey Moss, born right here in Edmonton.
0: There you go. And uh, Joey, just a wonderful guy, high-energy guy. The Moss family uh, dealt with uh, some tragedy uh, this past year with the passing of Steve from uh, brain cancer. And I know there's been a lot of people that have uh, helped out the Moss family. We have some uh, terrific... uh, Edmontonians uh, in, in our city. That I can tell you. Uh, that wraps up the Wednesday edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Brendan Escott will have tomorrow's show. What a show he has for you. Uh, he will have Brian Burke for Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction service, electrical, prefabrication, and solar, as well as Louis DeBrusque. And the author of Major Misconduct, Jeremy Ellingham. Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports. What's he got shaking tonight, Brendan? Plenty of Eskimos and Oilers coverage. You'll hear from uh, receiver Greg Ellingson. King's Court with Ryan King. A local basketball player Jordan Baker on his uh, on this weekend's FIBA 3-on-3 event. Filmmaker Adam Scorgi as well. All right. Uh, I remember Jordan when he was about 8 or 9 years old bouncing balls at uh, the U of A when Trix Baker was uh, coaching the... Hannah's basketball team to a national championship back in 1999. Up next, the news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6:30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen I. So long, everybody from Rogers Place and Ice District.
1: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30 Chad.